0: Uh, Richard, the the sky beat the Liberty eighty-seven to seventy-four tonight. Okay, okay. Just, just so you know, That's I knew you were I, pretty concerned. No, I
1: had them with the points, so yeah, good. Well, they
0: covered, so you're good.
2: Wait, the Liberty lost.
0: I know. Sorry, dude.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. I'm Kent Garrison.
1: <laughs> I'm Brian Gill. <laughs> and I'm giggling like a little girl. And I'm also Richard Barton. <laughs> and this is mad about my. Da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. Seriously? It's, it's, it's
0: showtime. That's
2: that's Mad About Movies is your go-to podcast for all things cinema. We talk movie news, movie rumors, and we give you a detailed analysis of our chosen movie of the week. But don't worry, we will warn you when we go into spoilers. Remember to stay tuned till the end of each episode. For our weekly recommends, in which we each
0: suggest something that you need to check out. A-S-A-P.
2: This week we are focusing our efforts on what,
0: Brian? The comedic genius movie.
1: This is the end.
2: Sam!
1: <laughs> I have the best we could ever plan. James Franco's having a giant party. <laughs> yes! I mean, this place is beautiful, man. This place is like a piece of meat. You two just stepped. In
2: how well said brian comedic genius Thanks. movie uh that that should be on the poster
1: yeah
2: is it too late to submit that are they still taking we can
1: always money? make a
0: fan poster you know
1: yeah we need to get that needs to be our goal we need to get on a poster
0: oh yeah If anyone knows Over. how to do that just email us <laughs> yeah uh,
1: if i'm not on the mcgruber 2 poster with <laughs> my review <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna go you're eight literally eight,
2: gonna eight, say eight. richard and i know you're gonna say the best movie in the history of cinema. <laughs> How can that. they not you know, print that on the poster? You know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Richard Barton, Mad About Movies podcast. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, Just when
1: I thought you couldn't make anything greater than *McGruber*, you somehow do. <laughs> Richard Barden. Yes.
2: Uh, that's, I mean, set that one in stone now. That's, that's the review. We can already mm-hmm. sell it to him. Um, well, let's get things kicked off, guys. Um, I'm looking forward to this episode, though. This is the end. Uh, a lot of stars. It's kind of a crazy movie. Uh, so I'm looking forward to talking about that. But we do need to talk movie news uh, to start off the show. So, Richard, I know you have something that you want to bring up. So go ahead. Spill the beans.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. My movie news story is as follows. Um, t- uh, Liam Neeson, $20 million for Taken 3. <laughs> wow. $20 million. Really? So mm-hmm. he's he's going to do it? Yeah, he's going to do it. He said he'll probably do 4 and 5 and 6 and 7 too until he cannot no longer do them. It's funny cuz <laughs> the last one he made uh you know, he made uh he, it was made for 35 million, 15 of which was his uh you know, was his salary. So they they still make these very cheap. Like this will probably still only be a 40 million dollar movie with a 20 million dollar star. So I I think that's that's interesting. Liam Neeson but, is in the $20 million club, the most right. exclusive club in Hollywood.
0: But my question is, how much does Maggie Grace get paid? Is it, <laughs> does she get paid by the, by the step that she takes in an awkward run? Or does she get paid by the number of grenades she throws, like in Taken 2? That's my biggest question.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I honestly still haven't seen Taken 2.
0: So oh, man. It's <laughs> not good. Uh, not good at all.
2: I have not seen Taken 2 either. Uh, yeah. Man, Brian, you see every movie, man.
0: Hey, I give you I'm, so I'm,
2: much credit. I I need to say it once again. Uh, we don't say that enough on this show, Brian. Thank you
0: for uh, <laughs> yeah. subjecting I, yourself to this just for yeah. the sake of I I love seven. the listener, you know. I'll do yeah. anything for the listener. Again, in case they in case they haven't heard my joke that I'll recycle again. I am the Tom Cruise of this podcast. I'll do anything yeah. for the listener. So. Yes. Exactly. Anything.
2: Right. And you're the best looking too. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so true. That that needs to be said as well. Right. Um Yeah, no, that's crazy, man. I can't believe they're making another one because of yeah. how bad the last one was, apparently. Yeah. But Made amazing. a lot of money. Yep. Made a ton of money. Three seventy
0: five worldwide. Three hundred and seventy five million. Wow.
2: For
1: for a forty million dollar investment.
0: Yep. Wow, that's incredible. So that,
2: yeah. The, I guess they're they're never they're gonna that's gonna be the new paranormal activity or yeah. what movie will they not stop making over and over That's again?
0: Pretty good. That's a pretty yeah. The, the, the Fast US and period.
2: Furious guys. We gotta say that, but they're those just, are awesome. So they're gonna keep recycling them because they <laughs> keep making, making money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Twenty. Uh,
1: uh, they're awesome
0: though. Twenty-one percent a... on Rotten Tomatoes for Taken Two. By the way. Wow. wow.
1: I'm just surprised that I just want them to cross it over. Like you know, Dom and O'Connor go to some former Yugoslav. Country and run into Liam Neeson's character. That's the only way to redeem it. Right. It's true.
2: It, it and then they, it's not they, out of the realm of possibility either.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> it's like, I got a very peculiar set of skills too. <laughs> great. Racing race cars,
0: cars and grill, <laughs> grill hot dogs with the best <laughs> of them.
2: There's, um, that's a great story, though. Thanks for bringing that to our attention. Uh, yeah, Take no problem. three. We'll have to, we'll have to do that one because you know <laughs> yeah. it's gonna yeah. be epic. It's gonna be great. Hey, uh, can
0: I can I share my movie news? Since we just we kind of segued unintentionally yeah. there. So uh, just came down right before we started our podcast on Empire's website, EmpireOnline dot com, that Mister the one Mister Vin Diesel has been contacted by Marvel for. That's the thing; they don't know yet. And oh no! Soul itself would not say. Oh my heart just started beating
2: so it's fast, happened,
0: guys! It's happening. Uh, the the three things that they are I know what I know what it is. Okay, what's I, your what's your thought? Blade reboot. Oh, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea at all. That has oh, to be it, right? That's a pretty good call, dude. Um, that is a really good call. So here is the three things that that uh, Empire speculates. They say, could it be a Nick Fury movie? With, uh, with 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 uh-huh. Mr. Diesel as Nick Fury, obviously, could he be up for Thanos in Avengers two? Which now, would be who did we
2: just talk about that was going to be? Wasn't it
0: uh, Benicio del Toro? I yeah. thought he was going to be Thanos. Yeah, that's a good maybe. Yeah, you may be right there. I I know we talked about him. I couldn't remember what. So they would
1: about. do a they would do a Nick Fury movie without Sam Jackson. I that's just what they are. But that, there's no way they would do that because they've got that whole universe where everyone exists right. in that universe. I don't, there's, that's, I'm going to go ahead and rule that out. Yeah, I would say that one's out. Uh, the other one
0: was could they have him voicing Rocket Raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy? <sighs> oh,
2: maybe. That would be awesome.
0: Not a bad I mean he's got the Iron Giant on his resume, so that's not a uh, that's not a bad thing. That doctor. would actually
2: be awesome now that I'm thinking about
0: it. Yeah, this is the exact quote from Diesel who posted this on his Facebook page, who by the way, Diesel the best is he the best, the best uh, celebrity with Facebook and social media. Like he's, he he's been
2: called the king of social media. Yeah, he gets you it. know, I mean so he's, he's got a tattoo on it, I think.
0: Right. Yeah. So he says on Facebook, quote, Marvel has requested a meeting. No idea what for. Haha, ha, you better you probably know better than me. Dot dot dot. So it's happening, guys. Our universes are colliding. We're getting uh we're getting the Fast and Furious slash Avengers crossover that we've all been waiting for. <laughs> yes, um, we are. And uh and I'm I'm done with this podcast. There it can't get any better than that. So <laughs> you're gonna have to find a
2: replacement. Sorry. if it's Guardians of the Galaxy, do you know, do you realize how awesome that movie's gonna be? Seriously. As I Vin Diesel like- as a raccoon, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking on top of zoe saldana like literally on top of her
0: uh god it's gonna be greatness. so whatever happens i am in favor of this let's just put it that way
2: yeah how could that be bad how could that in any way be bad you know yeah <laughs> uh man but i hope it's blade that makes so much sense that's a, that's that a good I idea i
0: hadn't thought about that you know, we, we talked
2: good. about on movie news movie rumors movie rumblings one time in the past, about the Blade rights being reverted back to Marvel. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, yeah, maybe. They, they have I just think, announced I, two movies, too, for like 2016 that they haven't released the title yet, too. Uh, so they have no, two think, yet to be named movies on the horizon.
1: So, I think you're on to something there, Kent. I really do. I could see, totally see him in that role. In Blade? Yeah. Uh,
2: as long as Wesley Snipes is involved somehow. Yeah. And, and like, Uh, As his father, or something.
0: Right.
2: Wesley Snipes is. How do you not have him in the Fast and Furious yet? It's got to happen. It's (laughs) got
1: to happen. Well, I can tell you why, because most of the years that uh, Fast and Furious (laughs) (laughs) has been going on, he's been incarcerated. Right. Yeah.
2: That's true. Um, I want to mention one more thing. Another great segue. uh, A Fast and Furious star is in the news. Uh, One guy we like to call. Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> uh, other people know him as The Rock, but we call him Dwayne Johnson. Right, uh, we producer. know him as DJ. DJ, we're actually. Partners. Yeah. yeah. We're tight. Yeah. yeah. We're um, but he is in the news. Man, latest casting rumor for The Rock is uh, him teaming up with his old pal, Justin Lin, Terminator 5, The Rock.
0: Uh, Ooh. Nice. What
2: do you guys think about that?
0: That's a hey, him I, I would love to see The Rock fight Arnie. That's like eight year old me is like losing his mind right now. So that's that's pretty great. Yeah. I'm I'm on board. Yeah. As I said before, as we all said before, we don't we're not that enthused about Terminator, but just having Justin Lin involved makes it um a a, a big deal for all of us, I think. And hey, the rocks in it. Even better. Just you
1: know that's <laughs> yeah.
2: great. As long as he is a cyborg. He will be re-
1: or he, he will is know Terminator. He- I have yep. read though that he will be in Terminator Five, but he will be reprising his Tooth Fairy role. So I don't know how they're gonna work. <laughs> I thought I Larry the cable guy took over the, took
2: over the over the reins, oh. no. Tooth Fairy they're two. gonna
1: work him in too. Brian, have you
2: seen Tooth Fairy Two?
0: No, I haven't seen either of those movies. <laughs> oh wow! I don't. I don't love the listener that First much. First thing but... <laughs> that I've I've
2: mentioned to you that you haven't seen. Yeah. Well, tooth, either of the Tooth Fairy movies. I, mean, you know, I have I the. the...
1: Yeah, I mean, I I've seen part of it because when I bought the Blu-ray of Tooth Fairy, um, two came as a package deal box set. Yeah, so well, that's uh, a great right? deal. I mean. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was nine dollars. I mean, I got a... That's <laughs> pretty. No. That's a steal. Yeah. yeah thanks. Um, I, I know a bargain when I see it.
2: But hopefully he, hopefully he's a he's a Terminator. You know what I mean? Hopefully he's not like the same role he's in every movie or in every like GI Joe and in Fast and the Furious where he's an FBI agent, a highly trained soldier, you know. Right, Hopefully right. he's like a robot. You know that'd be awesome. Uh, but Schwarzenegger and The Rock in a movie? I mean, that's going to be great if that happens and I think it will. So let's get excited for Terminator 5, just one more reason, too. Uh like we need like we need another one. Yeah, right. That movie's going to be awesome. Great. Um but one more thing I want to mention for movie news, and I and I have to mention it because it's not going to get mentioned uh, in, in another week if I don't mention it right now. So um, Independence Day 2 uh, is coming out, <laughs> and it is confirmed. Roland Emmerich has been in the news talking about it because he's promoting his newest blockbuster, White House Down, right? which we may or may not do on the podcast. Uh, we haven't decided, but... Uh, So, yeah, he said, Will Smith is not coming back because he's too famous and too expensive. I think that was his quote. Um,
1: I kind of like the the fact that he just said that.
2: Yeah. um, It's true. I mean, uh, Will Smith wouldn't do it anyway, I don't think, even if they had the money. Um, But, guys, it's okay, though, because Bill Pullman and (laughs) Jeff Goldblum are back. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So thoughts, uh, Brian. First of all, on Independence Day two, starring well, Jeff Goldblum and Bill
0: Pullman. Well, I, I'm not. I'm you know, gosh, I, I'm not so interested in that. But you know, I, I, I'll get more interested when we find out that uh, that Will Smith's kid is going to take over his role. So oh no! It'll be uh, please no. <laughs> um,
2: he, can can he never act again? I mean, I haven't so even seen bad, After dude. Earth, and I think he's oh. one of the worst actors ever in the history of Hollywood. He's, I really he's, do. Yeah,
0: he's Jake Lloyd bad. I mean, he's it's, it's, it's just so bad. <laughs> no, that's
2: not possible. <laughs> Didn't Jake Lloyd, like, try to kill himself multiple times after after Phantom Menace? That's what I heard. I don't know. You
0: know, like, once a like, year... I he hates I, himself. Yeah, once a year, I, I decide I need to find out what's happening with Jake Lloyd. <laughs> like, because I just can't help myself. And every time I look up what's going on in Jake Lloyd's life, I'm not kidding. Every single time that I've done this... It says something, you know, it's like Wikipedia or like a most recent article or whatever. It says, but he's looking to restart his career with an upcoming, you know, movie that he's supposed to start. And then it never happens. And then the next year I come back and, oh, but he's got a movie coming out, so it'll be fine. And then that one never happens. And then I come back. It's just, you know, I'd feel bad for him if he wasn't the worst actor of all time. If there's one
2: thing that the uh, Star Wars prequels um, did that was good. Or if there's actually two things. One of them is getting Jake Lloyd out of our lives. Right. The other one is getting Hayden Christensen <laughs> out of our lives. I mean, we haven't seen either of those guys since, so thanks for that, yeah. George. Whoa,
1: I just looked up Jake Lloyd for the first time ever, I think, and I can't believe that's what he looks like. Didn't see that coming. He yeah. looks like a dwarf or something. That's uh <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> no offense to, our, to any of our dwarf listeners.
1: But, yeah. No. I I normally say a lot more offensive stuff about dwarves, so don't get over it.
2: Yeah. Great. <laughs> um we um uh, I that movie doesn't uh doesn't appeal to me at all, really. Independence day two.
0: No, same no. here. Noel Smith, Smith, yeah. Will yeah. Smith is no Brian Gill, honestly, in that movie. I don't, I don't care. I just hope
1: they do a poster that's like <laughs> no Bullman, Will Smith, Goldblum, yeah, <laughs> like with them like back to back, you know, like their big <laughs> movie stars. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: that'd
1: well, be like cool. they're both on top of their game right now. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, I love Jeff Goldblum, but Bill Pullman literally is playing the president on a terrible canceled sitcom on. <laughs> On NBC. That's true. And NBC will do any. NBC gave Whitney two years. <laughs> so, I mean, how many times is he going to play the president? I
0: don't I mean, know. At least once more. Bill, we'll... pa... Bill but...
1: Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton blew him out of the water. Yeah. But uh, hopefully they... He did. But hopefully they, uh, you know, they still use like really archaic 90s computer viruses to, uh, to kill the aliens. Right. Because definitely right. nothing kills, um, you know, super advanced space-traveling <laughs> aliens like a computer virus written on DOS. Right. right. Exactly. They didn't see that one coming at all. The big uh, question yeah, they is, do, do the new alien ships have
0: USB ports? Because that's, I mean, that's a big part <laughs> of our technology now. And yeah. Well, mean, they they yes. didn't have a thumb drive up there, so yeah. we couldn't really inject know. a virus.
1: <laughs> we're screwed, guys. Sorry. Well, they had we we're a lucky they had... I don't know what to do with that. So We're lucky they had a floppy disk you know, back in, <laughs> in '95. We really lucked out that they had advanced right. to space travel, but yet still had a <laughs> uh, a floppy disk to insert the virus into. Oh, so great. dumb.
2: Welcome to Earth. Oh, great yeah. movie. Uh, if Randy Quay is involved at all, <laughs> I'm <laughs> in. You know, that's what I'm waiting on the news.
1: They're going to have to film out a country. It'd Matthew be awkward Lawrence. to film it. Out-
2: right, the Lawrence Brothers.
1: Weren't they in there? Oh, the Lawrence brother is in there. The Boy Meets World one.
2: Yeah. I don't know which Lawrence it is. It was right. one of those Lawrences. Matthew. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll do that on the podcast. Jack so. Hunter himself.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. That has to be podcasted, good or bad.
2: Yeah. id four two. I don't know what it's called.
1: Hopefully the uh they do the same marketing campaign they're doing with White House Down. So, like, we'll be watching the finals in two years and, like, Bill Pullman and uh, <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum will be playing one-on-one basketball like, <laughs> right. like they're the biggest movie stars in the world. I hope they do the same marketing campaign. <laughs> they probably will. Doing, doing press together. like We got Pullman and Goldblum. I know. Yeah. You didn't think it was possible, and it cost us almost $200,000, <laughs> but we got them. i i'd kind of like to
0: see that movie where jeff goldblum and bill paxton play back or bill pullman play basketball together that would be fun just (laughs) like reshoot white men can't jump but without wesley snipes like that'd be fun
1: yeah that would be fun Uh, that's gonna be a huge train wreck of a movie (laughs) it's it's funny because because he kind of this uh roland emmerich guy kind of you know he's he continues to make these big summer movies that no one really likes, right? I mean, has, has anyone liked any of his movies since Independence Day?
0: And that was 15 years? Uh, no, yeah. But but they all make enough money to where – and they're – I'll yeah. say this. they're all They're all not so bad that you <laughs> – they're not the worst action movies ever. Like I don't like – I'm looking at his – his uh filmography i don't like 2000 2012 is not very good day after tomorrow is not very good i liked the patriot but a lot of people don't i
1: like the patriot oh he made the patriot i didn't
0: yeah godzilla was terrible um but other than godzilla
1: like they're not the
0: worst movies you know like 2012 is a great example it's like i think i gave 2012 a b minus when i when i saw it it's like i'll never want to see this again It probably wasn't the best use of two hours, but it wasn't so bad that I tried to stab myself afterward, you know, he's an interesting guy. Like he makes sort of effective movies that don't feel like they're not insultingly bad, I guess. And so he just gets to keep making them and blowing up the White House. And I don't know. It's a weird, he's a weird
1: guy. It's a weird guy. Yeah. it's It's interesting career. Yeah, exactly. And probably one of those guys, sneaky, that's worth like eight hundred million dollars. Oh yeah, no one knows. Didn't definitely. he make that movie
2: called Anonymous? Yes. About he did. like William Shakespeare not being William Shakespeare. Yeah. Was supposedly gonna be good, but wasn't good. Right. Uh, yeah, like a big all waste. The, uh, it's
1: just a huge waste. And all the all these sources that he used, the screenwriters used for that movie were like discredited like immediately through like scholars, and oh, really? so I mean. Oh, yeah, like that whole. I mean, I don't. No one knows of Shakespeare, what Shakespeare was or what he wrote and didn't wrote, write, but what they were using as evidence that this one person, other guy wrote all the plays is that's pretty much universally dismissed in that world. I think yeah. it's accepted somewhat that there are probably a couple of the things that Shakespeare didn't write, but I mean, Shakespeare existed and, you know, wrote a majority of his plays. So, but that, that they, uh, I saw a presentation on, like, how fraudulent the research was done that that movie was based on. It's based on a book, I think, yeah. um, and uh, it's pretty laughable. So I think that's why the movie lost. Even though the movie may have been entertaining, the just kind of, like, discrediting of everything about it kind of ruined the momentum of the release. Sure.
0: Okay, guys, I just looked it up. I, I, go around the around the table. Guess how much 2012 made worldwide without looking it up. Oh, Just. Give me a ballpark figure.
2: 400 and $459 million.
0: Okay, Richard? Oh my gosh.
1: I'm going to say. Hmm. Great. $769,679,433.
0: <laughs> $769 million that movie made. But, but That's crazy.
1: Look at the breakdown. Seventy-eight point four percent of it is yeah. foreign. Yeah. Oh, so, man. thanks, you. And as we know, as we've said, yeah, on this podcast, several time the rest of the world's really dumb in what they see. <laughs> they it's are dumb. Their taste in general, and just like if you're listening to this podcast, you're not in America. I mean, like, do everyone a favor and and just turn this <laughs> off and, and jump out a window. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. And it's probably one of those weird windows that no one could figure out, you know, and like, like it was everything's designed in IKEA. No, but no, I'm I'm obviously kidding. But uh,
0: the movies, uh, alienating one European listener at a time.
1: Yeah, best xenophobic movie podcast <laughs> on the internet. Um, but uh, it, yeah, so I, mean, I guess that's his, that's his secret, right? I mean, that's why he keeps making movies, even though no one knows or cares about him here. Right. He makes a tough movie internationally that that those checks clear just as well as american checks do in that business so good right. for him
2: right exactly joke's on us for uh, yep. for doing the podcast on it now, oh, we'll, so maybe, maybe we'll do cool. white house town uh we might have to squeeze that one in because i mean sure it's going to be entertaining
1: um so fox do this thing where he makes a great critically acclaimed movie and then spends the next five years making <laughs> awful movies yes yes like i get it the first time like when you're just like, Hey, I gotta ride this cash cat man, I, I did Ray, I gotta make some money. So okay stealth, okay whatever. It <laughs> took him years to recover from that, and then it's like, Alright, Django, okay, cool. Uh yeah, I'm gonna do White House Down and some other nonsense. So what's he doing? He's
2: he's doing he, um, he's doing Amazing Spider Man too. Uh That's true, that's he, he kind he wrapped of wrapped that. That might be interesting. Um uh,
1: but uh Spider Man in that series.
2: I think he's kind of won his Oscar and now he's just like, he doesn't care anymore. Cause he'll always be that guy who played Ray, you know, and nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just, but he nailed like,
1: Jango too. I mean, he yeah. nailed, he's great in Jango. Yeah. I mean, and, I think uh, he'll take
2: any script that sounds interesting, really. And you know, white yeah. house down could have been something really cool. Maybe. And it might be, uh, because I mean, independence day was cool. People still talk about that kind of, you know, and sort of a, you know, as kind of a staple in, in blockbusters. So, I mean, I don't know. Roland Emmerich is interesting, for sure. And so is Jamie Foxx. So, interesting combination.
1: Kind of intriguing. So is Channing Tatum. And Channing Tatum. There you go. I uh, would have thought he would... I would have bet Taylor Lautner on him so hard 10 years ago. <laughs> that he'd be in and out of our lives so quickly. And that guy has a, a, a total career. So, good for him. Seems like a nice enough guy. But uh I can't believe he's still around. That is true. That is kinda weird. And
2: uh apparently he's actually legitimately like awesome. Like Jonah Hill says he's like one of the one of the funniest people on in the world. Like legitimately. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh so that's awesome. Uh Channing, I know you i know you're listening, man.
1: You're a man's man.
2: And uh
1: come come be a guest on the show. Yeah, and when and when are you gonna do do another step up? Be loyal well to your. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've never seen that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no one has says yeah. the, says the guy who's never seen it. And there's like five sequels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's uh let's move on. You want to talk about this? Is the end? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's, let's Speaking do it. of Jonah Hill. Hey, ma'am, fam. Question for you: Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ziprecruiter.com/mad. That's ziprecruiter.com/mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ziprecruiter.com/mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Hey, what's up, ma'am? fam? Kent here. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy-glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com mad. That's blueapron.com mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron, blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook.
0: The sheriff's office is urging people to stay in their homes right now.
1: For all we know, the Lakers could have just won, and that's the reason why all this is happening. I think it's the apocalypse. It's all in here. And he opened the bottomless pit. The sinkhole. Every single time I turn on the news, sinkhole in South America. A bunch of South Americans getting sucked into the ground. Same cold in my All
2: right, guys. Let me, let me, uh, let me preface this by saying I'm a huge fan of pretty much every actor in this movie uh, going into it. Uh, literally every actor in this movie I've seen probably, maybe all their movies, uh, in the past that, I mean, in the past 10 years, I would say. Um, I loved Seth Rogen. Um, huge fan of his work. Always. Uh, Jay Jay Baruchel, probably not as bit familiar with his stuff uh, as the other guys, but uh, I mean, having said that, I I know I like Jonah Hill. Uh, Danny McBride is is another story, another level that I'll talk about later. Um, but I I really was a fan of all these guys going into it, and I think this is really really interesting concept for a movie. Uh, and you guys might agree with that, might think might think it's not, uh, might think it's lame. Some people think it's lame. But I think it's a really interesting concept for people to play themselves, sort of caricatures of themselves. But uh, for a movie, to, a big blockbuster sort of action movie like this to be set in some kind of reality and to have, I mean, to have these guys who are huge stars and don't have to make fun of themselves if they don't want to, yeah. uh, for them to do that uh, – I mean literally they're making fun of their own movies, you know, and their their failures and their successes and all that. And it was such a great caricature of Hollywood, uh, that I really enjoyed. Uh so Brian, uh give me your thoughts on uh initial thoughts on this as the end.
0: Yeah, I should <laughs> I should probably preface by saying that I am kind of the exact opposite of you because I don't like most of well, i I'm, I'm am at, at the very least I'm very hit or miss on everybody in this movie I uh, I love about two or three things that Seth Rogen has done and I hate several things that he's done um, Jonah Hill Jonah Hill's probably the in my in my book is the best of, of this group but even he has a lot of movies like the sitter or whatever that I just I'm not a <laughs> yeah. I don't like I've spoken before about the fact that I'm not a b I'm not a fan of James Franco. Um and Danny McBride whips the fire out of me in most things that he is in. Uh I I loved him in like Tropic Thunder and I thought he did a really good job in up in the air. It's kind of a more dramatic role. Um but just most of the time if he shows up, I I really I hate my life. I don't like him at all. Um <laughs> So, so anyway, so all that to say, uh, I too though think that the the idea is is brilliant. I I, I love um, I I like I like movie stars, especially I, I enjoy an actor who can um, be self deprecating towards himself, um, that can is willing to 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 uh, to to have a good time at his own expense. I always think that that's a great. Uh, a great icebreaker and a, and, a, and a great way to at least put on an air of, of humility, even if you, you don't really feel that way. Um, so the, the idea of these guys playing sort of exaggerated versions of themselves uh, in, a, in the midst of an apocalypse is a really genius idea and um and so i i give them all kinds of credit uh rogan and 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 his buddy evan goldberg for for putting that together um as a movie i i enjoyed it quite a bit i think that of the three of us i expect that i'll probably be the the lowest end of the of the three of us as far as our our love for the film um because but i i think that's comedy is just so subjective and i don't find most of the guys in this movie in the, in the other movies that they've been in I don't find them all that funny a lot of times um and so I I will readily admit up front that I I kind of went in thinking I love this idea I'm not so sure that I'm going to enjoy all of the people and that kind of held true for me throughout the throughout some of the movie anyway if that makes sense
1: Richard yeah. So, um, I think you may be surprised. So, so, uh, for me, I, I, I love a lot of this, these guys work. So knocked up to me was a, a seminal movie for me. It was the first time I think I was like 19 or 20 when that movie came out. And it was the first time that I saw kind of my friends on screen. I saw that movie like four times in the theater knocked up that is. And, uh, not so much in personality or like that I'm that crass or were that crass, but just in the way the cadence that they spoke in and the way they made. I just thought that movie showed male-to-male friendships unlike any movie I'd ever seen. And then Superbad took that to an even other level. And Superbad maintains of that, you know, Rogan, Seagull, Hill, Sarah, Franco crew, um, Superbad's my favorite movie from all of them. I love, I love that movie. Um, and Pineapple Express, not so much. Uh, obviously, the really bad ones, the sitters, the Your Highnesses, the Observer Reports, I have no use for any of those in my life. Um, and so I went to this, but I, I do, I like Seth Rogen as a writer and Evan Goldberg as a writer and thought this was an interesting premise and, uh, you know, thought it was cool they're playing themselves i knew there'd be some you know some laugh at their own expenses franco you know was kind of making fun of that this weird persona that he's become over the last five years or so uh it was good I, I would say my review of this movie is that it was it was fine um but i'm with you brian danny mcbride wears me out um and i actually didn't love this movie i, I didn't think it was bad by any means and i was entertained the whole time but i I didn't laugh out loud that much, um, if at all, really. I just kind of smirked and enjoyed it. But if I never see it again, I never see it again. I I uh, I would probably give it a B, B minus. And I wanted to like it more. I went in really hopeful, and uh, but I don't think my expectations were unrealistic uh, because I know you know these guys are all capable of also doing some horrible stuff. But yeah, it's fine. It was. I'm glad I saw it, but uh, I, I probably. We will finish this podcast here in 20 or 30 minutes, and I will probably never think about this movie again.
0: Wow. I'm surprised. I really am. I thought you would really uh, be higher on it than I am. but
1: maybe... I, thought, I think in concept it was good, and the performances were fine. I just didn't find the jokes to be that as much as I wanted it, have as much substance as I wanted them to have. Um, and the apocalypse bit was funny, and it had a clean little, you know, cute ending and, and you know certain morality to it that was funny. Um but it was honestly I didn't have much use for Craig Robinson in the movie. I didn't have any use McBride had some of the bigger funnier moments in the movie, but he also had some of the just beat down parts. Yeah. And uh and just I didn't I just couldn't fully get into it. I, I don't know what it was. I didn't I didn't I did not love it. I didn't hate it. I, I just I liked it fun. But anyway, you guys go ahead.
2: Yeah. Um, good, good stuff, Richard. Thanks. Um, man, I agree with both of you guys. Um, I'm sort of in the middle on this one, though. I think I, I really enjoyed it, but I, I wouldn't put it, you know, in 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 my top favorite comedies. You know, uh, I wouldn't put it above uh, the ones you mentioned, Richard, like Knocked Up or Super Bad, at all. Um, but I liked the little moment between Michael, Sarah, and uh, Jonah Hill and Christopher Mintz-Plasse, where they kind of <laughs> all three of them together yes. on screen. Yeah. I was like, Oh yes. man, that's awesome. Uh, I mean, they gave them a scene together. So
1: absolutely. Those three guys are just absolutely magic together. And I do, I mean, you can't make
2: super bad too. Yeah. To I know you
1: can't, I understand. Yeah, I know it does, but I, I get why you don't want to, but you need to, you know how it took like, and I just worry that the same thing's going to happen. Sarah and Hill have such great chemistry and such a unique chemistry and it's kind of like what they did with Vaughn and Wilson, you know, they have this great chemistry. And then you don't see them for ten years, and then they pop up in you know, uh, whatever that awesome movie was, just the Google movie internship. and uh, yeah. the internship. And it's now it's too late, and that chemistry is kind of lost, and the script's bad. I, I hope that doesn't happen with with Sarah and Hill because those two are absolutely greatness together. Superbad is an unbelievable movie. I rewatched it after I saw. It is so good. Uh, it's, it's so sweet. funny.
2: It's as classic, like it's straight up. I yeah. know you don't like it, Brian, but I no, think, no.
0: I I think Superbad's
2: great. I think Superbad I'd... is is maybe the funniest movie of the past you know decade. Agreed.
1: It, it Agreed. might be,
2: in my opinion. I mean, besides MacGruber,
0: yeah.
1: Right. Uh, no, I actually say that MacGruber to me is the funniest movie the last ten years, but Superbad to me is the best comedy. Maybe yeah. Because Superbad is more than kind of funny. It's a sweet movie. MacGruber's. Just basically a skit for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, totally. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. But go, on, Brian, go ahead. Br- what were or you going to say, say about Super
0: sorry. Bad, Brian? No, Super Bad. I, I I agree with you guys. I think it's a it's a true it, it's a great comedy and very funny. I I probably wouldn't put it quite as high as you guys do, but I I I totally understand why um, why people love that the way that they. The way that they do and I a hundred percent agree that the chemistry between Hill and and Michael Sarah is uh, is spectacular. It's not, that's and not what only makes Superbad great is also oh, yeah. Bill Hader and Seth Rogan as cops together. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And that's my favorite part of the entire of the movie is is Rogan it's and when it's and
2: not when it's not Jonah Hill and Sarah, it's Seth Rogan and Bill Hader together. Yeah. You know? It's amazing. Yeah. With Nick Lovin. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it introduced us to Emma Stone, who's an angel. So, yes, that's right. it,
1: did. it did. There's a lot um, to love about that movie.
2: There is, absolutely. So uh, on the Danny McBride point, uh, I think I agree with you. A lot of his stuff, Your Highness and stuff, is just unbearable. A lot of stuff he's been in is just over the top. It's just nonsense. But him as Kenny Powers, like – I, I don't care who you are I think I think season one of eastbound and Down is some of the funniest TV ever uh I really do
1: I, I think I do agree with you on that but I will say seasons two and three of eastbound and Down are awful to me yeah and <laughs> no, I think that's why that I said was season a...
2: one like I can see why yeah. you wouldn't like season two or three but season one like there's there's definitely a stride there that they hit on the perfect like they utilized him as an actor comedian perfectly for a while yeah absolutely. The perfect but character, I think that, you know, the perfect, like, character for just him. I and mean, the it, thing it's I, so, so great.
1: I, I don't like about him. And the thing that qu- – reason I, I, I'm i confused by him, I've seen him interviewed yeah. um, at length on podcasts, and he's a really interesting, nice guy. Really totally. smart, really mild-mannered, and, and seems really intelligent and smart about himself and whatever, but he just – kind of a one note comedian to me it's always oh, yeah. the same bit of him as the guy that the just absolutely unlovable jerk that just says things and and you know talks quickly but says nothing kind of guy and it is it is really funny the first time you see it he's found it down that first season and the writing's really good on that but then after that you just kind of you know and everything else he's done you know he's to me the worst part of pineapple express He's he, he is good in uh up in the air Brian good call there um I would love to see him you know hit that second note in his career because I think he's a talented and nice human being and I, I root for him I just don't enjoy him and I could not stand him most of the time in this he did have a couple funny bits in this movie the, the funniest the scene part. in
2: the movie I thought uh which got the most laughs in my screening was this the the scene between him and James Franco arguing about the Adult magazine or whatever right. yeah go back and forth, I think that was maybe the funniest scene in the movie uh and correct me if I'm wrong, but there was i mean uh that was kind of hilarious to me i thought um that yeah uh, that I mean when I left that's what i was that's what stuck out to me um uh James Franco, let's talk about him in this movie <laughs> um Brian, I know you probably found him unbearable, but I found. I found him to be a quite funny caricature of himself. Uh, you know, I I, agree, I,
0: yeah. oh. I did too. I did too. And that's, <laughs> I wish that I could. <laughs> he every, nailed I it
2: on this, in this movie,
0: actually. I, I'll just go ahead and say that. Like every yeah. time I watch a James Franco movie, there, I don't know. I don't understand my, my own feelings, honestly, guys. But there's, there's this, there's always this feeling of like, I should like this guy, like I really yeah. should, because he's he is good. He's a good actor. He's talented. I I thought this was I loved how self deprecating he was, and I thought I, I thought that was great. And then I uh, and I I think every time I see one of his movies, I like I spend thirty minutes trying to to get over my dislike of James Franco, and then I spend the rest of the movie like oh, I like James Franco. He's pretty good. And then as soon as I get out of the movie, I'm like God, I hate James Franco. I just don't <laughs> want anything to do with it. I don't know what it is, but you're right. He. This was a a very I enjoyed his his role here quite a bit, and I thought he's
1: he a roller might, coaster he, for me. Yeah,
0: yeah. He as far as just the the characters in the movie, and I know that they're themselves, but they're caricatures of themselves. He yeah. was my favorite of the of the whole group, but it doesn't make me yeah. like James Franco anymore. I don't know. Maybe I just need to meet him and it's become like, friends or something so that I can get over this. But I just can't it's do it.
1: That it. he's the actor version of John Mayer. Like, there's this great Corolla bit that he always says the first thing he, he, he's going to do if, when he goes to heaven is ask God, all right, I got to know, John Mayer, douchebag, or cool. <laughs> right. Because yeah. yeah. you never know, which is like just when you start to like him, he does something insufferable. Yeah. And James Franco's kind of the same way. Like, That's I just, a great I comparison, don't yeah. I don't care. I just want to know either way. Or, or, yeah. Can I, am I a James <laughs> Franco fan or am I not? All right. <laughs> you know? Right. And uh, – and to me, he's he, yeah. He, he, him and John Mayer, I just want to know whether or not I can like them or not. Right. Just when I start to, just when John Mayer shows up on Chappelle and does a great bit, <laughs> yeah. Then he does something, just some awful song, or you know, dates Taylor Swift or something, and I, I'm back to square one. And and that's Franco. This is definitely a, a point in the Franco book. But th- then he'll release some collection of short stories that's just un- unbearably pretentious. And uh, I'll be back at where I began. And there's all these stories about how he's not as academic as he pretends. And he's kind of paid for these degrees and didn't go to class and all this stuff. So, I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff out there out there. But I I just, I don't know. Who knows?
2: Who knows? I I thought he nailed it in this movie. I just wanted to say that. No, definitely, definitely the best. I love the... the, uh,
0: the little Pineapple Express two. Yes, they that was my favorite part on. by a mile. I thought I was dying during that part, and I think that's where the movie peaked for me for sure. Yeah, uh, um, I heard an interview with
1: Seth Rogen where that's he was like, "That's actually our that's always been our idea for Pineapple Express two. We kind of wasted <laughs> it on this movie, but like apparently that is their their real." Sorry.
2: Very cool. Yeah, no, that that I would actually see that movie, uh, that they were describing. I was like, that's that's actually pretty funny. Um but yeah, I love the characters of themselves. I like Jonah Hill. Um, just super pretentious. Uh really thought legitimately thinks he's a better actor than everybody in the room, you know, you can tell. Yeah. And I love it when he was saying a prayer and he was like, God, it's me. <laughs> Jonah Hill from Moneyball. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love that! Um, it's a
0: genius idea. It really is. As I was watching it, I was, I was kind of wishing that like the Anchorman crew had done this this idea back in you know two thousand five or something when yeah. when Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn and all that group were still super oh, relevant. Yeah. In addition to Will Ferrell and Steve Carell and so on, like I I I would have loved to have seen that group do this same sort of thing because yeah. I, again yes. I think it's a great idea. And I, I'll echo what you I'm with you, Richard, on what you said earlier. Seth Rogan, as a performer, I don't really care so much about and sometimes actually genuinely do not like, but as a as a writer, um, I think he's very gifted. And I so this idea is brilliant. And uh you know, so I, I give him a lot of credit for that. I just didn't love the entire product. I'm surprised, are you guys surprised how much at the the overwhelming amount of support that this movie has gotten, 'cause yeah it, it's like I feel like my I felt like the movie met the expectations I had for it like a month ago, but by the time I got into the theater, because of how much everybody has just said what a great movie this is my I was a little bit disappointed because it it wasn't that good to me,
2: yeah, I agree. I think it's, they're just glad it it wasn't a disaster like movie 43 or something, you know? Sure. It's like, wow, all these people are in it and it's actually pretty good. Wow, that's, you know, that's something to write home about, kind of, so. Right. Sorry, Richard, what were you going to say?
1: No, should we talk about who, besides the core guys, whose performance did you enjoy? Uh, Emma Watson. Of the kind, yeah.
2: What an angel. Yeah. Uh, I like Emma Watson a lot. Uh, of, the, of the core guys, I just wanted to say that I think Craig Robinson was in the movie just so that in every shot he could have that towel on him that says Mister Robinson.
0: Right. Did you
2: notice that <laughs> in every yeah. scene he had a towel? <laughs> it was just. I think that was the joke. That was the joke of having him in the movie. Was just in during the apocalypse, he just has a white towel just draped over him the entire time. Right, uh, but no, he he wasn't really. He was pretty pointless to be in the movie. I agree. Um, uh, out of that, I, I wish Aziz and Zari had been in it more. He's literally in one scene. Uh, yeah. You know, I think I think Aziz is hilarious. Um, he just kind of steals. Michael Sarah. I, yeah, Michael Sarah was hilarious. Man. Yeah, <laughs> he, definitely. He the, said, bathroom scene, <laughs> the bathroom
1: scene. The bathroom scene with Sarah is <laughs> one of the
2: funniest things. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know that windbreaker he was wearing. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: They said he just it's showed cool. up to set. And just had that windbreaker and he refused to take it off. He's like, No, this is my character. He just wears this windbreaker. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, uh, yeah, it was great. Michael there
1: Sarah were... is is very, very gold. he is I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of career he's gonna have still, but you know, the fact that he wrote a lot of this new season around development and some of the other stuff suggests that we're gonna have Michael Sarah around for a long time. He seems like a talented guy and I'm yeah. pumped that guy. He's so funny. This yeah. this role just takes it to another level. which you respect. Yeah.
2: yeah, totally. Um. Uh, Jason Siegel, random cameo. I'm surprised yeah. he wasn't yeah. in it more because he's sort yeah. of that was funny.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I, would, about, I would have uh, loved have met him. your mother.
2: Yeah. I wish Michael Sarah and Jason Siegel had been part of the little circle.
1: Absolutely, uh, I would absolutely have traded them for Danny McBride and Craig Robinson in a heartbeat. Yes. Yeah, I totally. make that deal right Jay now. Jay
2: Baruchel, too. I don't really find him that funny at all. Uh, he's charming. Great, great personality on screen. I don't think it's that funny, though, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. All the laughs for me came from Jonah Hill or, uh, I don't know, McBride. I mean, and Franco. I got to hand it to him. They had a lot of a lot of funny moments in this movie. I don't know if it was the writing or improv, but uh, I got to say I was laughing. Um So anything else you you guys want to mention about the movie uh, in general? It's sort of an action movie. We haven't really talked about that. Uh, But this is definitely like there's I mean a lot of special effects in this movie. Sort of a monster movie kind of. Yeah. Uh, Sort of spiritual warfare goes on. (laughs) I mean there's a lot. I mean kind of a lot to this movie more than we're giving it credit for I think.
1: And they made it pretty cheap and it looked pretty decent. $30 million. uh, Yeah. Yeah. They said this costs just as much as Pineapple Express, and so with all those effects, it's kind of uh, surprising.
2: Wow, that's true. I mean, pot is expensive, so I mean, that's all the money went to. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, let's. Um, anything else you want to mention about this? Is the end, guys? Before we uh, do weekly, recommends?
0: No, don't don't take your grandparents to see it. That's you know. Oh, it's Where definitely a yeah. hard R. And, and the, <laughs> one
2: of the reasons we can't go into specifics is because, I mean, they're, it's just all dirty jokes, uh, and yeah. we don't want to have to mark this podcast explicit just because right. of this episode. So, right. um, so yeah, just talk to us on Twitter if you want to know our actual our feelings. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll hit you up on there. Uh, yeah, but go so what, see what would you
0: guys. What would you guys give grade wise?
2: I would give it a solid B, um, maybe a B plus. Yeah, I thought it was solid. I really did. I thought it was about an 80, 85 to 89% on Rotten Tomatoes is where it is now. I mean, that's a perfect grade, I think, for it. Uh, it was funny. I mean, it had it had action. It was entertaining. Um, yeah. wasn't a disaster. And I don't hate anyone more in the movie for uh, since I saw it. So that's yeah. always good. Uh, so, Brian, There is talk
1: of a sequel. There is talk of a sequel, by the way.
2: I wouldn't be opposed to that, honestly.
1: Uh Basically, yeah. the thought is to it would take place at the premiere of "This Is the End." So be, <laughs> it would be it would be, it would be okay. extremely meta in that they're right. playing themselves, playing themselves. Yeah, and, so it would, awesome. it, would
0: get, it would start the way that Tropic Thunder ends, basically with like yes, the Oscars. Exactly. Pres- yeah, okay, that's that's not so a bad it, idea. It,
1: so it would start with yeah. It would basically with the the opening conceit would be that this is the end was a movie. And now, and all their roles would then be reversed. Apparently like Seth Rogen would be a colossal D bag. Michael Sarah would be a really nice guy. Like they would just right. basically turn that movie down on its head. So that's um, funny. we'll
0: see. That's a good idea. That's the, I, I would, I would rather the writing edition. it
2: right now as we speak, yeah. they're writing it.
0: Good. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a funny idea. Really good idea. Yeah. So
2: maybe it'll happen and we'll do it, uh, on the podcast for sure. Great. Uh, Anything else y'all want to mention before we do weekly recommends? No. All right, let's do it. Uh, Brian Gill, weekly recommend.
0: Um. Yeah i I've been really locked in on Sopranos. Um. And haven't really been watching much else lately. And there hasn't been anything coming out on on DVD and Blu-ray that that I want to rent and check out. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a first for our podcast. I think I'm gonna recommend a another podcast. Um. A competitor. <gasps> How. I know. Are you. I know. I should've cleared it with you guys first. I apologize. Um, it's called the Firewall and Iceberg Podcast. It's from oh, hitfix.com. Yeah, um I I recommended last week my, my weekly recommendation was uh The Revolution Was Televised, which is a book by Alan Suppenwall about some of the greater um, TV dramas of the last 15 years, and uh, if you if you didn't listen to our last episode, or didn't hear me say that, please go check that book out because it's incredible. Anyway, uh, Alan Steppenwall is one of the hosts on the uh, on the show, and it's the other guy is is uh, Daniel Feinberg, and uh, they just talk about TV. Uh, so maybe they're not really a direct competitor since we're mostly movies, but um, they I, I love the format. They they do a great job of discussing different things each week I, I think a lot of a lot of other tv podcasts kind of fall into the trap of each week they talk about Mad Mad Man, Man, thrones well, and yeah. and maybe one other thing and then that's it you know um for they they do that most of their episodes are are an hour and a half long and they will talk about six or eight different shows or different topics during that that time frame um they did a great set of episodes on the, the upfronts uh, where all the networks announce their, their TV schedules for the following season. Um, that was two or three weeks ago or maybe a month ago, something like that. Um, anyway, it's a very informative podcast. It's a great... I, I, like, I like podcasts like this that uh, they give you some new information, bring some new stuff to the table, but also break down the, the things that I'm watching. Um, and they, they always have some, one or two little segments that are – like right now in the summer, each each week they're doing a, a pilot rewatch. So like two weeks ago, they, they both rewatched the pilot for Deadwood, and they talked about that. This last week, they did uh, the pilot for Veronica Mars. Um, and discussed it, and uh, it's just a Ugh. it's a very yeah very uh, very smart little interesting show. They they have a lot of uh, of good stuff to share. They're very both of them are very plugged in and very knowledgeable. And as I said last week, I think Steppenwall is, um, it, for me at least is the is the best uh, TV critic going right now. Oh yeah, and so he kind of
1: invented that episode by episode review. Yeah, of, totally. Of, I mean that's that's his baby. I mean any right. modern tv critic owes a lot to that guy so right awesome. well and,
0: and he's one that embraces what we do here too which is you know we're breaking down the movies and we're we're trying to look at them critically but at the end of the day we love movies and we i would say we like more movies than we than we don't like and and that's part of what we we, we try to view it from a a fresh moviegoer perspective rather than a critical perspective you know what i mean and i, I seppenwald does a great job of of striking that balance between looking at it critically but not just not trashing it at the same time, so it's a good uh, good podcast and, and I, I've enjoyed listening to it over the years or the, the last few months. So,
2: sweet, uh, what's it called again? Sorry, it's the it's the Firewall and Iceberg Podcast. Firewall and Iceberg Podcast. Great, thanks, Brian. Uh, let me give my weekly recommend. Um, James Gunn. Is directing a movie called Guardians of the Galaxy, which we've talked about uh, actually on this podcast uh, today. Um, He's known for a great superhero movie called Super, uh, starring Rain Wilson, Ellen Page, and uh, Liv Tyler and some other people. Uh, Just got added to Netflix, and I want to recommend it this week. Uh, It's uh, basically kind of like Kick-Ass. A guy just basically becomes a superhero by himself, but it's kind of a lot darker than Kick-Ass. Uh, Definitely a drama, um, really intense uh, sequences involving, you know, hardcore violence and murder and things like that. But I mean, it's really, really well done. Uh, Definitely, it's very stylistic. Uh, I definitely see potential there for Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's really interesting what he's going to do there for Marvel. Uh, So my recommend this week is Super, uh, directed by James Gunn. Sweet. Have you guys seen it?
0: I have, yeah, yeah, and I, I love Rain Wilson. <laughs> yeah, loved him. Yeah, really. Yeah, did. He, yeah. he's a
2: really he he really takes a dramatic turn in it, yeah. and it's great. I think I think he really pulls it
0: off. Yeah, uh, and Phillian's really cool too. Like the when he shows up, is kind of a cool. Yeah, movie,
2: so. yeah, it is. Kevin Bacon's in it. Yeah, uh, it's a really good movie. So check it out. It's on Netflix uh, on Amazon. Super this is my recommend. Uh, Richard
1: Barden, we recommend, sir. Yeah, mine is, uh, I'm going to do a book this week. Uh, kind of an interesting little piece. Uh, memoir and uh, a little bit of musical history and criticism. And uh, just finished it last night. It's the new book by Amir Questlove Thompson, uh, the drummer and band leader for The Roots. And uh, nice. also Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, not, pardon me, uh, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. And uh, really cool uh, kind of story of that band. I've, I've been a big Roots fan for since high school Um, and uh, just uh, came across them, I think probably illegally downloaded music back in the day and, uh, and have have kind of been a loyalist for a while and uh, love that Neo soul sound. And, and uh, the the book is really, the breadth of his musical knowledge is absolutely astounding. He knows everything ever um, as evidenced by, if you watch the Jimmy Fallon show, the really obscure, you know, walk-ons that he does that always kind of apply to um, the guests. You know, Paul Schaefer kind of invented that form of playing a kind of nod to the whoever's walking out. You know, uh, if uh, uh, Neil Armstrong is the guest, then you play Rocket Man" by Elton John or right. something like that. Well, you know, uh, that's a very obvious one, but Questlove does some really um, obscure things and uh just such a talented musician and, and connoisseur of music. And so uh no the book is is ex- is excellent. Um funny, uh heartwarming, informative on the music side and, and an interesting, really interesting uh completely I think brilliant human being. So I, I highly recommend uh it's called Mo meta blues, which sounds like a Spike Lee movie title, uh, yeah. but it's uh, Mo M O meta blues uh by Amir Amir Questlove Thompson. So check it out.
2: Great. Uh, I will check it out. Questlove is awesome. Uh, definitely great. Definitely, um, It's going to be exciting to see him on tonight's show. That's going to be for sure. I know. Um, so definitely cool. awesome. Um, Brian Gill, uh, yeah. where can I find more of your work online?
0: You can find me on Twitter at bgill12, and you can find my writing at canbabiesdrinkredbull.com.
2: Richard Barton.
1: You can find me online at Richard Barton. Or you can find, uh, pardon me, You can find me on Twitter at Richard Barton. You can find me online at richardbarden dot com. You can find. i to look for you on the interwebs. Where might I find you? Well, Richard, you can find me <laughs> on
2: Twitter at Kent Garrison. You can find our show on the internet at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. dot com. You can download all our episodes well, there. You can uh, email the show there. Find more. Find out more about the show and how it started there and uh finally weekly recommends there and lots of other things there so go there uh, right when you stop listening to this mad about movies podcast dot com is there anything else you guys want to mention before we get out of here for this week
1: no no, <laughs> no. i'm good <laughs> no enjoy this as, enjoy this is the end if you already have if you haven't already seen it we're a little late on this one so you may have already seen it but if you haven't it's worth a gander at least for for premise alone yeah. kind of a, a new take we'll see if this catches on this trend of people playing themselves like you said Brian I think it could be interesting if other people do it
0: yeah yeah
2: maybe hopefully we'll have to see that um I guess uh until next time we will see you at the cinema goodbye
1: see ya oh my god oh! shut it down let's go home. this is the end